Hey everyone, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode, as promised, is karma. It's a big thing. (laughs) What did you think I was going to say? Oh boy, karma. All right, guys, let's get right into it today. Thanks for tuning in. Karma is one of those funny words that people throw around um, (laughs) almost like a little verbal weapon sometimes. (laughs) You know, it's funny how you can watch oftentimes conflict ending with like a comment like, watch out for karma. (laughs) And I don't usually think of it in that light. Although, you know, in a sense, sure. If you're putting out a lot of bad stuff, like, yeah, duck. (laughs) But I think of karma a little different. Um, You know, as we're moving through this life and the things that we do, I just think that the world is like a big giant mirror and it just gets reflected right back at us. So, you know, what you're doing and putting out quite often comes back to haunt you. So my question really is, and this is why I wanted to get into karma a little bit today. When people say, I hope God's looking out for me karmically and otherwise, do I? (laughs) So what I'm saying here is, are you actually being the energy you want karma to throw back your way? (laughs) So really, like, when we're praying on this and saying, please, like, let karma, you know, take, like, karma is going to get this person. You know, this is, karma is going to, like, let this all settle as it should. You know what I mean? Like, when people feel wronged um, and they're sort of throwing out those, um, like I said, verbal weapons of karma, are you really sure that you're on the shiny side of this? Because it's very easy to hope that other people get what they deserve, right? In your mind anyway, what you believe like should be their karmic punishment. But what are you doing? And are you actually being and uh, like reflecting into the world what you actually want bouncing and coming back at you? So that's a big question. I mean, truly, it's a you really have to think before you use your words in that way because... Be careful what you wish for, you know? I mean, I know a lot of people who aren't all that shiny themselves and yet throw around that word karma so much that it makes me wonder, like, have they really considered if karma really was a thing and everything we do and put out came back at us in full force as a reflection of, you know, what we're putting out into the world, then are you really ready to receive back what you've done? You know, because sure, it's easy to judge other people. Everybody loves to be the judge, you know. I apologize, by the way. I can hear Stitch, and I'm sure you can as well, licking away. Tis the time of year again. So my dog is going to be a little slurpy during this episode. Poor thing's been following me around, though, everywhere, so I didn't dare lock him out. (laughs) So, okay, so back to the karma thing. Sorry. Distracted by dog's paws. (laughs) So, yeah, if you're... I mean, if I really do evaluate myself I mean it's very easy to want to be the judge and jury on other people but like I know there's places I need to work on it's kind of like the whole like don't throw the stone unless you're perfect kind of thing you know what I mean like the I don't know there's a lot of things that I need to work on before I'm really ever wishing karma upon another person don't you think that I think every single one of us could work on something about ourselves that we wouldn't want karmically bouncing back to us So (laughs) be very 
careful and kind with that word. But what is it about us that wants to be the judge all the time? Why do we always want to have to decide whether someone's good enough or, you know, gossip or whisper when we think that, like, you know, someone's not doing their part, fair share or whatever? I don't know. It's funny. I don't know where that comes from. I mean, and probably in something from way back elementary school years something you know there was something at some point where we felt as though we were doing more than another person maybe and they weren't contributing as much as we were and then somehow they got the praise maybe or something like that you know what I mean that that would kind of make sense as to where we sort of started with all of this competitiveness and judgment around others because somehow somewhere in our life even if it was like in adulthood in a job but at some point, somebody else got praised for our work or for work that wasn't as good as what we had contributed. That's what I think is at the, the crux of it all because that's the part that gets us a little up in our stuff, right? Like you don't really get that upset about it if somebody's just being sort of like, uh, I don't know. I was gonna, I just went down a whole another karmic line because there's the whole other side of karma of like people that are just not kind. So I can come, let me come back to that other point in just a second. But this other type of karma that I hear a lot about is, um, yeah, when somebody's like, let's say somebody's quick with their tongue and says really nasty things, right? And then people are sort of like, yeah, well, they'll get theirs or, you know, karma will get them or someday, you know, that's kind of like our, to cheer the person up, like, don't worry, they'll get theirs someday kind of thing. Um, it's again, though, it, it's like, um, we're annoyed that they're judging, like, let's say somebody said to my friend that they didn't look good in something and then I made that comment. Well, so they were judging your friend for their looks, which we are now judging them for making the co comment as to being a nasty person. It's like, wow, judgment on judgment on judgment. It just gets stacked up. Like at some point, where did it all start, right? Um, oh, Stitch, <laughs> guys, this is gonna be a real problem, this little itchy dog. This is the time of year, I'll tell you right now, this is a side note, but if you, um, there are certain colors and dogs that tend to have more allergies. And I was told by my veterinarian at one point that has to do with the colors that we bred in. Like this wasn't like a natural color for his breed. And like when we added it into the mix by doing all our genetic stuff we do, thinking we can play God, we end up with now a dog that is itchy all the time and has bad allergies just because of the color of his fur. And I know there's people that are going to be like, no, no, it's their food. It's their this. I know. I know. Like, I know there's a million reasons why, but I will say, um, stereotypically it's a higher incidence with certain color dogs and allergies. And apparently my, my, uh, veterinarian told me it's a thing. <laughs> so we should be not trying to play God and mess with genetics. These poor dogs suffering. Ugh. All right, side note, sorry guys. I guess like, you know, in the way of karma, he did nothing to deserve this and look at what he's getting, right? Uh, all right, so let's go back to what I was asking before I got sidetracked down the, um, when people are just cruel with their words, but back to like the childhood, you know, that competitiveness of like somebody else is getting praised for something we feel that we did harder work, more work towards or whatever that is. 
um, if that is truly where it comes from, I don't know. Um, or even in, like I said, in the workplace or whatever, it's just, just feeling like, you know, I think it's because we're putting in so much effort. Like we're trying so hard in life, at least, you know, I know I am personally. And when you're busting your butt all the time, um, it's like you want to see reward for that work and not necessarily in the way of like financial reward, although that's always nice. Um, but like, just even like praise means a lot, you know, from the time we're little, we look for praise. We want people to acknowledge that what we did was great. If it was great, you know, or that your hard work, you know, is for something or wow, look what you accomplished. It's very frustrating to think we're doing, doing, doing all the time. And like nothing is being noticed or nothing good is coming of it or no improvement to our life is happening as a result. Um, because then it feels like wasted effort, wasted time. And that all is very frustrating too. You know, nobody wants to be doing that. So, you know, I mean, how could we help this? Well, we could start by being that voice of, you know, rewarding others when we see job well done and, um, being careful to acknowledge the whole team, not just one part of it, because I can tell you this just as a wife of a, um, very established businessman, um, there is often a very strong partner behind a successful person. Not always, clearly. I mean, I'm living this sort of single widowed life now and I still feel very established and whatever, but even still, people tend to have um, confidants and people that they um, get inspiration from or, you know, are role models and mentors and other people that are helping them to be as great as they are. Uh, and I think that when you acknowledge a full team, it goes so far. It's really funny because oftentimes it's the person who's, let's say it was somebody's, you know, this was their job, their, sorry, I'm looking for my dog. He's far too quiet. <laughs> um, it was their role or responsibility to do a certain task. And so then when the task is done, that's who we think. But if we could acknowledge just how deep those veins run I don't feel like the person who did the thing is actually going to feel any less appreciated. But I think in in also, you know, thanking those that supported them, helped them, contributed to this, you're acknowledged and seen too, is a big deal that goes a really long way. I mean, that carries a lot of weight for people because, wow, they did realize that, like, that wasn't just a one-man thing or, like, you know what I mean? It's silly. But, like, I remember years ago watching my husband's boss um, receiving this award and him making a speech in which he acknowledged his wife and how, you know, that he'd often, you know, talk to her about decisions. And she was a big part of like what allowed him to be as successful in his career as he had been. And I thought that's beautiful. You know what I mean? It's, it's because it's very easy for us to like puff our chests up and be like, yeah, yeah, you know, look what I did. But to really sit in acknowledgement of those that helped you get there, um, you know, that song, uh, humble and kind of when you get where you're going, don't forget to turn back around, right? Like you want to always look back, to, one, turn around to the people that helped you get there, but then also extending now the help to the next to come. It's a big deal. Like, you don't want to just be, you know, successful or to be whatever it is, um, achieved that goal 
and then just sit there in a shining light. No, pay, pay it forward, pass it along, allow others to then grow. And I talked about this a bit in the last episode, but like that's what's really beautiful is like that's how we get stronger as a community, as a world. Um, and boy, God knows we need it right now. Like there's so much just hanging by a thread in terms of like this world being at peace. I mean, it's really falling apart and crumbling and not at all in any state of peace right now. And so, you know, every morning I wake up and turn my news on with this feeling of like, what am I about to see? You know, I know things like each day it has changed and not in the direction of, you know, the positive world that we want to see. So those of us with a voice and a positive spirit and all of the stuff we need to speak up, stand up, you know, make the little changes because it does snowball. It really does. So many people sit in silence with like inspirational stuff inside them, stuff that needs to be heard or things that could change society. And it's like, just gets kind of snuffed out. And I think that the one person is much more powerful than I ever realized. You know, I had no idea. Um, I looked this morning and I had 1400 email subscribers and I thought, well, that's wild to think about you know just a month ago I probably had 30 (laughs) something like that right so all of the sudden it has like just grown people have I don't know started to hear what I have to say or maybe something I said resonated on some level to people or whatever it is you never know when that snowball could happen Um, and you could go from only being able to affect a few to all of a sudden your story hitting the many, you know? Um, but, you know, I, I talk about making sure that you're acknowledging other people. And this isn't just if you're a boss, you know, you don't have to be running some business and having all these employees underneath you in order to do this. This is important within our family dynamic. You know, my kids also are always looking like if I say a compliment to one kid, I can always see the other one, like hoping, waiting for, you know, that that acknowledgement or the they're hoping I'm coming to them next like (laughs) it's really sweet to see but I like I think that gets forgotten a lot and if you have two very different children you could very easily have one always feeling like they're not enough and not because you aren't giving them compliments or telling them how well they're doing but maybe just because you're doing it more often to the other one, which is wild. But like, I do remember this being a little girl. I was the second born, the baby of the family. And for all you second borns out there, I mean, I'm sure I can see some raised hands, but man, like that feeling of competitiveness when you have an older sibling who's getting complimented or doing so great or whatever, it is like fire underneath you. Like I grew up just always trying to be better than him, one up him and in whatever way. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. But it's true. Like I remember having that like little inner child being like, oh, he doesn't want to do that. I could do that. Like, even if it was just like he did, he could do it. He was capable of it. He just didn't feel like it. I was like, oh, oh, me, me. You know what I mean? Like, I just, oh, it's so ridiculous. But I mean, as a parent, we can try to like intervene there and see those things happening or knowing that they could be happening without ever actually witnessing, you know, those little moments, just being aware of it. And so trying to always find something about both 
children if you're going to say something in front of the other one about, you know, I mean, it's not like, oh, so today this kid just received a big sportsmanship award and now I feel like I need to do something for this one too. It doesn't have to be like that. Sometimes they have their special moments or days, but then making sure that night as you tuck the other one into bed saying, hey, just so you know, you have that in you too. It's amazing. So that makes me really proud. You know what I mean? Like, it's like just saying, you're great, you know, <laughs> like, hey, by the way, I think you're special too. You know, I know this day was all about your brother, but I noticed this in you. And I think it goes a long way. And it's hard to remember to do that sometimes. We're just so busy. Um, and the busyness of life is what gets in the way of us being really phenomenal parents sometimes, I think, because we're just like, like I know last night I was just in a rush to get the kids to bed because I still had a million work things I hadn't accomplished and um, still like unpacking and I had like a million things to do. So I was like, come on, come on, come on, like trying to like brush them off to bed. <laughs> and it was nothing about them. It was all about my own like worry of all this to-do list and whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, slow down a little bit and take those little mini moments. Um <laughs> And yeah, karmically, boy, as a parent, I mean, we reap what we sow in that sense, right? Karma will get you in the sense of if you are raising impatient, frustrated, not feeling good enough children, you're going to have that as they grow into adults and you age, you will see that directly come right back at you because now these human beings that you raised into the what they are, are going to either be very short and frustrated with you and not have a lot of time, or they're gonna be patient and sweet. And, you know, just remember what you did put out is coming back. Um, <laughs> uh, that's scary. <laughs> wow. Um, so it's not just about kids. I know there's a lot of listeners out there that are like, I never had children. Thank God I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> it's the same with our pets. It's the same with our house plants. I'll tell you, I did not water my plant all summer. I am heartbroken about it. I forgot it. Um, and I was away from it. And when I came back, oh yeah, karma bit me in the butt. All right. <laughs> and not to mention, I think that, oh really? Am I boring you, Stitch? Do you hear the snoring dog? <laughs> Well, anyway, um, yeah, I ended up with like a spider in it and all, like it, it karmically like I, I created my own issue. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, I think this might be a good stop spot for a quick pause. And when I return, I've got a whole lot more to say on karma, guys. Don't go anywhere. Okay, everybody. I have been hearing a lot of reports of people wanting to grab the link that I keep talking about dropping in the description for my Facebook group, Connection Beyond Struggle for a Grieving Soulmate. It is a very powerful support group um, on Facebook that is growing incredibly fast, very supportive, so much good information being given out in there. Um, and I don't want you to miss out. I'm going to make this so super simple because a lot of people are struggling to find the link in the description because you're watching um, or listening on different platforms. So I'm going to make it so simple. H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash connection beyond struggle dot com. Type that in. 
and it will take you straight to the invite, guys. So I hope I will see you on the inside if you're feeling like this is something that would support you or somebody that you love. And um, yeah, just make sure they get the link and can hop on over and see if it's for them. All right, guys, thanks so much. Back to the show. Boy, <laughs> so the problem with believing in karma fully as a what's the word I'm looking for like a um, some self-fulfilling prophecy or what not um, the problem with that is like saying then when you see really crappy things happen to really good people uh, <laughs> you start to wonder like did I judge them wrongly they must be a really bad person to be having such a bad thing happen so here's what I find very interesting and this is just my beliefs Guys, you don't always have to go with me on everything, but this is what I believe and how I look at this. When people think like this garbage happening um, to like really good people, how could that possibly make karmic sense? Um, I think that we forget sometimes that when tough stuff happens to us, when we are given the challenges in life, it's not always a punishment but sometimes a gift. And I say this from a point of view of somebody who has lost the love of my life, the everything in my world. You know what I mean? Like the fact that I'm saying this, like really hear me on it. I still think that like God probably saw something that I couldn't see and intervened. I still have to have the faith and belief that this is not some karmic consequence. It has to be a gift, right? I am doing good things. I am a good person. I know this. I'm not being like boastful here. I'm saying like, I know that I make mistakes. We all do. But I also know that the amount of hurt that I just experienced in the loss of him is so big that I haven't done anything wrong on that level that would deserve the type of pain I'm experiencing. So the only alternative answer, because I do fully believe what we put out comes back, is that maybe, just maybe, God said, yeah, she could, like, so let's say, okay, so let's think of this life as a blip on the radar. For anybody that believes that this life on earth is just a blink, that there's more, there's something else. Because for those of you who just believe this is it, but man, you had better be living a full, fulfilled life. Like, if you really believe this is everything and there's nothing else, then I like, go live it. Like, because man, I don't, like, you should definitely shouldn't be having a like bucket list. You should be checking that list off. But I'm saying like, I believe there is more. I believe this time is fleeting and, and short. So if I believe that, and then I have to believe maybe this was all to save my soul. Maybe this was all to put me on a path that had gave me even a better future later. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And nor does anybody know. Uh, we believe, we have faith, and, and that's what I put everything into. But I, I would... I would argue the point that like, like I can't imagine that if you're out here living a, you know, awful, you know, 
what are the words I'm looking for? Like if you're just like being a bad person, you're just out there spewing profanities to people and making people feel bad about themselves and catfishing or, you know, like stealing or whatever. Like, I don't know how anybody could be doing that and expect to not have something coming their way. Like you must always be looking over a shoulder, right? For that karmic comeback. I don't do that. I don't actually live in a a worry state because, you know, well, one, I have faith that God's got my back. So of course, bad things can happen, but I'm, I'm not going to live constantly in fear. But I think I would be if I was knowingly doing things that I knew didn't measure up to like, you know, being a good person. So where am I going with this, guys? Whew, I always end up down a path I didn't anticipate. It's just how I roll. <laughs> so where I'm really going with this is that as you're staring, you know, sort of back into the karmic pond of life, right? Think about what you contributed to it. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about karmically it all being a reflection, right? That's what I mean by the karmic pond. You're seeing your own reflection back at you and... um what did you put into that pond? Were you filling it with like garbage and you know what I mean? Pouring gasoline into it? Or were you filling that pond with good vibrational stuff? You know, boosting and building other people up, complimenting them, thanking them for what they've done and how they've helped, uh, paying it forward, trying to, you know, make it a little easier on the next guy. Are you doing all that stuff? in order to make sure that what you're looking back at when you're you know looking back in that pond the end of your days you know what's going to be staring back at you and it's like i don't want a guilty conscience in life <laughs> let's start there i don't i don't need that stress that's for sure i can just only know that i've done my best you know, and as long as you're there, we're going to fail. We're going to falter. We're not going to be perfect. It doesn't mean we have bad karma coming our way. It just means that we're doing our best and sometimes we fall down and then it's what you do next. It's like, what's your inner grit? What is your like ability to like climb back out of the hole? Because when you're just stuck in the hole, now that's what you are contributing, right? You are down in the dumps in the dark and you can't see the light. So until you really find your inner resolve to climb out and like conquer the mountain, you know what I mean? Like you don't just have to get back to ground level. You still have a, a mountain to climb. So you got to get, you know, moving. <laughs> really, it's all about moving. I say that a lot, but really it's the stagnant life. That's the That's what gets you trapped. Because sure, we're all going to mess up from time to time. And then it's just, what the heck do you do with it? Do you sit around and complain and say, oh my gosh, it, look what's happened in my life. I lost this person. And then last week I lost my mom. And then after that, you know, so-and-so stole my bank credit card. And then after that, I, my car broke down. And then, okay, and like, I don't want to be harsh here, but every single one of us has a list of the stuff right we've all had a time in our lives where it feels like the rocks just keep piling on top but you can either sit there and keep letting them pile on you pretty soon you're going to be buried 
Or in my case, I was like, heck no, I need to get out of here and get out of here fast. Um, I bring up country songs a lot. I think maybe the words in them really do have great lessons, but there's a song, if you're going through hell, keep on moving, um, don't stop now. Um, the devil might, you might get out before the devil even knows you're there, right? So if you've heard those lyrics, like really give it some thought, but there's so much truth in it. Like if you are in a dark time, don't just sit there in it. Start moving, start hauling, move faster, right? Get out of it. It's like when we are just there and start to complain and see it around us, it grows bigger. It's like we need to get out of it and go fast before the devil thinks, wow, I can cling on to this person. They are in the bad stuff. I can keep them here. Like, no, run your butt off. You are in the dark and you need to get out. You know, karmically, like to me, there is nothing worse than just being stuck in the sludge and like. And then what? And then people start to, and then you start to complain about it. And what happens when you complain about it? Other people chime in and yeah, me too. Ooh, we love the me too van. Everybody else starts to complain. We get on the struggle bus together. And before you know it, we are on the struggle bus to nowhere. Like we're not getting anywhere. This is not a destination bus. The struggle bus is anything but a destination bus. It's the bus that's literally got the flat tires. It's in a snowstorm. It's like, no, this bus ain't moving, people. Get off, right? Go find a friend who's moving on up. Like, see if they'll throw you a rope, you know? Those are the times you need to lean on your support people. And don't give me that I don't have support people because I don't want to hear it. You do. <laughs> you know how I know you do? I mean, I'm literally raising my hand every day and saying, I don't know you but come on into my group, I wanna support you. There are tons of people in the world offering free support all the time. They don't have to be the, your childhood brother, sister, best friend, um, cousin, whatever. So what if those people have failed you? Perfect strangers can still be support. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't remember the last time I knocked on the door of a church and they, they shut it in my face and said, sorry, we're not for you. Like, I'm saying there's support out there. There are people out there who are like, yeah, Come here, I've got an answer. Um, I'll help you. I will throw you the rope when you need it. Um, you know, whatever it is and however and wherever you find it. Sometimes I meet people literally in the line at the grocery store who end up being my rope for the day. You know, when I was already feeling kind of blah and somebody just starts sparking up a conversation, suddenly they're carrying me out of my hole and they don't even know it. Like be that person for someone else. And then before you know it, people will be throwing you lines right and left when you're in your own dark stuff. Because it's like, yeah, you did something for other people and there's your karma. All of a sudden the ropes are coming at you when you need them because they're there. And, you know, so yeah, you might be creating your own karma in that sense. If you're not ever throwing a rope to someone else, then when you need one, karmically, it might not be there for you. Uh, but I think if you are throwing those ropes out, you're going to see ropes like mine, like my Facebook community and stuff like that, that are there when you need them. They'll be right there. People will point you in the direction of them because people are going to want to help you because you help them. And it's kind of that simple. You know what I mean? We overcomplicate. We think like, well, I just need a break right now. I'm so exhausted. Well, I'll tell you, I'd probably still be laying in my bed right now if I had taken that approach. Yes, my body and my mind still need rest very desperately. And they will get it someday. <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to get it when I'm dead. I'm not make, making a joke here. Like truly though, I this is not the time for me to stop and rest. 
there will be a time. There's a time for everything. I believe that. And my time to literally kick back and enjoy and whatever is just not now. I have two young boys still looking at me for like, you know, the help and the assist. I have a business that I just started that I really need to get off the ground. I have, you know, a household to manage. It's not just me. And I'm still very much in the center of my life. I'm not like, you know, I this is a work time for me in my life. And there's different seasons for everything. And it's really embracing whatever season you're in. But like, even if it is the time of rest, just also know that when you're in your time of rest, someone else is in their time of need. So just keep that in your mind. That it's not like, oh, finally, I have achieved. Now I can like stay in my bed for a week. Now I can like kick back on the beach in a lawn chair. Uh, you know, you still need to be that support for someone else who's in the thick of it, you know? Like answer the phone when they call. They might have needed to hear you that day. I'm not saying please be careful because there's a lot of scammers out there right now. I'm not just answering the phone for anybody. But I'm saying your cousin Susie calls, pick it up. (laughs) You know, your old high school friend reaches out, take them up on it. That kind of stuff. Because maybe they need you. You know, maybe you are finally at your place of like, all right, I've been through the thick of it. Now I can finally, whoo. But yeah, there's still someone else. I mean, I always say it. Look back behind you. There's someone behind you that maybe is just a step behind, you know? So a lot of people will tell me, like, I don't have anything to contribute to anybody, though. Like, I've not hit some success or whatever. Like, I don't have anything to give. And I just don't believe that to be true. I think every one of us has conquered something. And it's just like, you know, for the person that is the step behind you, that they could benefit from your nugget, that one nugget of information. That's what's so amazing is sometimes it's just the very one thing that could change everything for someone else. Like we could think it's so insignificant and yet maybe not, you know, maybe it's not so insignificant after all. And uh, we don't know that this big patchwork quilt, you know, you never know what that part is that you play for someone else's life. Um, And it's funny, I've actually had a few instances recently where like I've thought to myself, well, here's a great example. I I might have told you this already on this podcast. I don't know. Came really close to sort of, I can block people out of my Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group. I have rules. A lot of people don't follow them. I know a lot of the times when they're not following them, like putting in a link and stuff like that. It's it's in an effort to help others. So I never want to like, I mean, I'm never going to kick somebody out for trying to help someone, but I do have to remove the post and then let them know, hey, I'm trying to keep spammy stuff out. Our group is like, you know, 1.1 thousand people in it or whatever. I can't be checking every link to make sure they're safe and whatever. And like just for the effort of making sure this stays a safe community that's not spam filled, I can't have the links. And I had this one guy, I gave him warning after warning after warning. I think I told you guys this, but maybe I mentioned it elsewhere. And I had even come to the point of giving like, like you can give like actual warnings, I think, so that like they know they only have like three strikes and you're out kind of thing. And what's funny is I was getting nothing. Like he wasn't responding back, just kept posting them. And I thought this person was just kind of being nasty. I assumed it. I don't know why, because it felt that way to me. Because if somebody's like letting you know, and it's like, hey, you got to stop this. I appreciate it, but you got to only post your own content and only got to do this. And they keep saying it and they keep doing it. 
I was like, man, and I don't want to ever kick anybody out. <laughs> but then this, and I was like, what the heck? That very day that I was like on the fence, what do I do? Had a conversation with them. I don't even remember how it came to pass. I think they raised their hand to one of my posts and said like, yes, I need to reach out. And in that conversation, I learned they were in their late 80s. They were just desperately sad, but wanting to help others. Um, they were not Facebook savvy and checking notifications, so they didn't even get my messages. I'm pretty sure I didn't even bring it up. But um, quickly I realized this wasn't the person I had pictured in my mind. It wasn't some, you know, person who was trying to like, you know, climb up by like posting their own stuff or what like it felt really icky at the time but then when I saw it from the different lens of realizing who this person was oh it made you know you have to just not lead with judgment or assumption can really take you down a bad path but it's so easy to do sometimes and and start to build up these stories and imagine the worst in people in your mind I know I brought this up for a reason I'm sure it had to do with karma but um, <laughs> you know, and I, when I do think about though, what I'm doing in this group and, um, you know, I worry sometimes about, I mean, it, it's sad. The mental health situation is a very scary thing sometimes. And these are, I'm talking to people who are having soul crushing loss every day, day in and day out. And I'm trying to keep them safe inside a group. I'm trying to, um, point them in the direction of what they can afford and what's helpful and um, and boost them up and let them know they're worth it and keep all of the people that would mean them harm out of the group and make sure that, you know, people are being kind and courteous and not misreading each other's comments and only posting positive things. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> what I, I wasn't really like aware of just all of the things that sort of come along with it, but um, seeing people when they're at their darkest and worst has really allowed me to pivot how I interact and realizing that every single person at any given moment could be in their darkest moment. And that's so hard because you're like, oh, it's just some random Friday. They're like this all the time. It's easy to think that when really it could be the anniversary of the person that they loved, um, passing and, um, them just feeling hopeless and helpless and then you know what I mean like you could be on just the wrong end of a really bad day for somebody else so you know being reactive or feeling like you know somebody ho hoping for them to get some bad karma coming their way um, and even just the saying like you know oh don't worry karma they'll get theirs well karma might be true but in that scenario they might just be somebody who's having the worst day of their life. And the fact that they, um, you know, were up and whatever, karmically they could be getting something really good coming their way. And actually karmically you even saying the com karma comment, <laughs> karma comment, say that 10 times fast, that could lead to you actually having some really bad karma because now you just said something nasty about somebody at their worst and darkest. And now here you are saying, I don't worry, they'll get theirs, right? And that actually makes you kind of the nasty one in the equation. They're just having a really hard time. And you had the opportunity to actually give yourself a little sprinkle of good karma, you know, in the, in the pond. <laughs> and you missed your opportunity, you know? When you see somebody like that, it is okay to just stay calm, smile, 
offer nice words, even when they it feels like they don't deserve it. You know, it feels like they don't deserve it. I really want to emphasize that because you don't know. I mean, even on my nastiest days right now, I still don't think I'm somebody worthy of the stuff that's come at me. You know what I mean? Like really, like the loss of half my soul, <laughs> that's what it feels like. And I can't imagine that I did something so terrible. I don't think any of you have earned bad things to come your way. But just keep in the mind, in the back of your mind with every action you do that, you know, someday you might find that your actions and what you put into this world, you know, it's like, what did you fill that cup up with? Well, now that's what you got to drink, right? <laughs> every time you sprinkle the little dose or whatever, at the end of it all, that's what you now have to sort of consume, so if you think about it like that, it'll make you a little more cautious. <laughs> it certainly makes me think before I act, before I speak, um, before I judge others. Um, and that's, some of that's just life experience, you know. I'm sure, like I have to try to teach this stuff to my kids. They're at such a young age, they haven't been able to experience the things I have to sort of understand and know this. So I know it, it probably kind of falls flat for them. But it doesn't make me stop doing it. It doesn't make me stop trying to help the next generation to not have to go through the same muck that I did. Um, and yeah, sure, they might be at a place in their life where they think they know better, they have to learn for themselves. Um, <laughs> we all did probably too, and yet we still came out of it all right. So <laughs> be patient. <laughs> oh, Stitch. <laughs> Still snoring right through to the end. <laughs> snoring and itching. The life of a bulldog. Oh, guys. Well, thank you for joining me on this. And I hope that you get a sprinkle of good karma coming your way. And I hope that it is because of a reflection of you doing great things in this world until next week. Where, I don't know, what are we going to tackle next week? Maybe you guys should, I should start trying to get some comments back on like, what do you guys want to hear about? Because I'll I'll get into anything. <laughs> I'm starting to realize whatever I thought this podcast was going to be about, oh, it has its way. It's got its way of going down its own path. I mean, I'm still all about wellness of the mind, body, and spirit. And they're all so interconnected. This is no different. Karma is a big thing. <laughs> Thanks for joining, guys. Just make sure to keep sprinkling the good stuff, all right? And uh, I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for joining.